It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, we're the defective characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with joy. In this episode 64 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Mike, Mike, this is wonderful, but I thought we were going to do topics that everyone was familiar with. Dennis has no experience with this. What? Well, that, that's why I suggested it as a topic, so y'all could impart your wisdom upon me, so I, maybe I could learn uh-huh. something. That's actually, joy, that's actually joy, a good uh, that's a good point. I don't buy it, though, but I do like when you guys start the episode in heat. <laughs> <laughs> We're not rabbits. That's a different kind of in heat. Like, Robert De Niro in Val Kilmer's in heat is different than rabbits in heat. <laughs> right? Yes, very much. Are you sure though? I don't. I didn't see the end of the movie. They might have been boning at the end. I don't know. I think they were. Do you think? <laughs> at least that was the dream I had after. Um. So it, we touched upon this, and I won't. I won't beat a dead horse because that's not what I'm into. Um. But if you're wondering why we're talking joy, and we'll jump into the topic in a in a couple minutes after we check in. Th- these are the the holiday episodes. So if you go back and listen to this, and it's not Christmas, it might feel like Christmas because the weeks leading up to it. Um, Dennis in the last episode mentioned, Hey, why don't we actually toss in something to do, you know, maybe service, uh, joy and different topics that can be tied into it. So that's what we're going to be doing, uh, the next couple, but, uh, just to, to catch up on how everybody's doing, James, why don't you go first? Since we last talked, how is everything? Were you able to hug your wife? Uh, I guess, and, uh, and enjoy because it was Thanksgiving. So what did you do? What did you do for Thanksgiving and how did everything go? Oh, just keeping up with these lies is just driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, keeping up with what lies? Because, I mean, you know what I mean. Because it's in real time. No, I have not hugged my life in false time. The turkey was delicious. <laughs> right, because technically we're recording this before Thanksgiving. What's or, what's the date? Way to kill the magic Full, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I do this. I do this every single day. So sometimes I'll do a show like a week in advance, and now we're technically a week and a half out from when this is released. It's what is it? Sunday the twenty first, real time. So anyway, happy December, James. Go. All right. Uh, okay, so. Uh, (laughs) everything's good with the wife um we um we're actually um coming to um a new part of our relationship where um divorce we don't don't really get into don't do it we both have like if we catch each other getting on each other's nerves or if one of us is doing something that you know 
um, would upset the other person or I have already upset her. Um, like just yesterday, I, she was upset with me for something and I started, my instant reaction was like, because we're so connected, I like, I felt her, her anguish and I immediately got on the defensive and I started, um, like I started three sentences where it was like, the first one was like, what's your problem? I was like, whoa, well, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. Is there something the matter, dear? And then I said something again. And throughout each of these things, I, I, I could just see myself, you know, reacting in a way that I don't want to react anymore. And um, it was quite remarkable. And in the end, you know, we, we walked away. We each took a nap. We came back stronger than ever. And it was really cool to like, just feel, you know, change like fundamentally in the, in the moment I caught myself um, and be like, I don't, why am I acting like this? I don't feel like acting like this. That's not who I am. And I stopped myself and I did, I tried I tried to do it three times in a row and three times in a row I caught myself and I stopped myself and I was like, okay, I'm going to walk away now. So that was really incredible, you know, you know, after three and a half years to be able to really stop and change uh, instead of moving forward and saying stuff that I don't mean. And one more update, I'm, I'll be picking up my children um, this month in December and um both of them? No, my oldest. I, oh, I already had this conversation last time. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so was I'm that gonna, on air though? Yeah, I think that was on air. I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna get them both. Um, but oh, but it's gonna be. I'm gonna have one for one week. Return the other one and get the other one for a week. So I'm gonna have some father son bonding. Well, that's for, actually pretty yeah. cool. So that was that was a little different because I think last yeah. week you were just having one and not the other right i think that's what we talked about that so was there was an... my, my the wife's idea and she's like well why don't you do this and i was like because it's 14 more hours of driving but then i said that's a good idea thanks <laughs> i just rent a tesla it'll drive for you yeah that's it's not cheap to rent a tesla man just i know it, it was a joke i don't <laughs> and i will say it's not funny because they, they're they, so so it's what it's seven hours something like that it's seven hours round trip yeah yeah round trip yeah oh yeah so i i totally get it man you must be really like driving quick i it took me <laughs> or you know what i don't like paying tolls so that's probably why because i went to miami a couple weeks ago and i was like nope not doing tolls and it was like four hours 41 minutes and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> and that's just one way so i'm like man that's that is too far yeah. that is it was so so that's good anyway so you got a little not that you're in a negative perspective but it seems like more acceptance in the last week as far as dealing with that yeah it's okay i, I still haven't really talked to the, the boys about it yet but i can't wait to let them know <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be ex like, can you put yourself in that role as far as like, I mean, essentially, not that you guys are best friends, but actually having that alone time, if like, as an adult, if I could go back to when I was still like learning and actually have like that much alone time yeah. with my parent that 
in person, I, I'm not uh, able to spend as much, you know, day to day with those moments are going to mean so much more actually having instead of uh, two on one, that one on one time. Yeah. I'll, I'll use this time. Well, I'll try to make a, I will, I'll, I'll make a schedule for the week uh, with giving them plenty of time where they can hang out by themselves and do their own thing. And then at the same time, you know, I know that they always, they love when a schedule is, is ready for them. So they get excited about the schedule. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Dennis, what do you got? Huh? What do you get over here? Yes. I watched. I watched After Stalin. I watched My Name Is Dolomite. I watched a whole bunch of movies this week. Um, I don't know. My days have become pretty routine. Wake up, go to the meeting, do all that. Like, which is good. I need. I need the little no excitement going on right now. I heard you went to the um, bar the other night. I did go to the bar. It was the worst freaking bartender ever. What? Why was that? And was his name James? Wait, his what? Name, his name was like James or something James. like that. Yeah. Wow, that's different. Yeah. It was German? <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I went and visited James the other day with like, I don't know, like eight people or something. There were seven total. Only six. seven, seven total. We uh, sat at at his bar, and he served us food. It was my and pleasure. bread. And then I didn't eat my food. Yeah. So I boxed it up, took it home, and I ate it for like brunch the other day. Did you have yesterday? A, did you actually. have a ball panic attack? Uh, mild. Yes. Yeah. I was eating my soup. And I started feeling weird. Yeah. So when that happens, I don't want to eat. So I like kind of closed my eyes and meditated a little bit and got through it and survived to the end. Was it the soup? <laughs> no, it wasn't the soup. The soup was good. It was, what is it? Like chicken tortilla or something? That, oh, yeah. That's correct. With no cilantro. With no cilantro. One time James gave me the soup with cilantro and it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> but without cilantro is the best thing ever. With the with the warm pumpernickelish bread. Did you eat the so pasta what? the next day? I did. Was and that was good. It was actually better reheated than I thought it was gonna be. Isn't that typically the case? <laughs> huh? Isn't that always the case? Well, not always. With fettuccine, it's you, you know it can be iffy because it's got cream and stuff in it. Mm. But it was good. I think it's because like where you work has has a certain spice that everything like tastes like that spice. <laughs> so it's it it's very powerful. So no matter how much the food might have not been good, it still tasted like it tastes. You know, hmm. you know our secret. Damn it. I do. So how did the, uh, like, how long did the anxiety come on? When did you, when did you feel it coming on? And can you pin, cause there's a lot, like myself included, uh, I'm grateful this stage in my life and who knows, you know, there might be a season that I'm going to come into that anxiety, uh, is, are you feeling it's coming on at different times and been able to like pinpoint 
how that is? Well, recently it's not. Recently it's weird because it's not anything that necessarily triggers it. It's just random. And it comes on like slower. I don't know how to describe it. It's weird because it's manifesting itself differently than it used to, where it used to be like super intense and like I could see it building quickly faster. Now it's kind of building slower where all of a sudden I feel weird and I get kind of nauseous. And then like, I've been able to like necessarily calm myself down. Like the last like major one was at Disney and like it came on when I was on the monorail and then I kind of like meditated. We got off the monorail and I was fine. And then all of a sudden it came back, but it's, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. In a, in a, in a went away, you were like when you got home, you were able to like control it when you close your eyes and everything else and finish out kind of the meal. But it was just to kind of get through it. Because did you leave early? No, I didn't leave early. I got through it. It wasn't that bad that day. Yeah. And then I had like felt it a little bit. I went to the movies yesterday with my mask on. It's only like four people in the theater. So it was safe. But um, I felt it a little bit then, but then it was able to pass too. So, I mean, I don't know. It, like the last couple incidences hasn't, haven't been major, mm-hmm. but they're just weird. They're different. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know why. Like, but Disney was the last worst one, which was like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, know. James? Oh, what movie did you see yesterday? Oh my god, it was so freaking bad. It was, <laughs> like, should I even name the name? Because I'm just gonna shit yeah. talk it. So that way, people like, people know that it was called know. it was called Buddy Games, right? So it had like <laughs> Josh Domo or whatever you say his name is. It was his writing and directorial debut. Then it had Dak Shepard. It had Kevin Dillon in it, and uh, Nick Swanson and a couple of other people. And like these are like funny people, like. But the movie was just bad. It was very like Mushivo, like man, like we must dominate and compete against each other and be assholes and make bald jokes and shit. Like, so that's what it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. I picture it. It's like remember when we were like fourteen, right? And we watched all these like bad comedies that like had like dick jokes and fart jokes and stuff. Well, it was like that, except these are like like middle-aged 40 year old men that are still like acting the same way mm. and and identifying it as like manhood kind of it was like oh, so bad and the story just was horrible uh, you i mean i wouldn't think that would be a dentist approved you know <laughs> i mean i like a good ball joke don't get me wrong but yeah, the movie true. was just bad yeah like, it was just bad yeah like maybe hopefully he gets another chance to direct a movie that like he can redeem himself, but I don't suggest seeing this. One. Yeah, but that, yeah, that wasn't it. So sweet. Anything else? No. So um, I, uh, we talked about like the time frame uh, of things, and uh, and James uh, told the truth. It's not yet Thanksgiving, so right now <laughs> I am, uh, I'm feeling excited to go. Uh, uh, Olivia and I are going to be going to Boston and 
the place I usually go, I usually go to uh, Walgreens and get uh, swabbed. They're not a sponsor, by the way. But if you want to, could use some Flintstone vitamins. Just saying. Um, so they said they were overwhelmed with people that so appoint the, the appointments that I usually was able to get didn't work. So later today, I'm going to go and try to get swapped because my family is just freaking out in Boston about getting making sure that I get the test and it has to be negative and da da da. And they're in Massachusetts, unlike Florida, I don't think Florida would ever do this. But like for Thanksgiving, if they see three cars outside of a house, then the police are going to knock on the door and count heads because you can't have more than 10 people in there. Um, so there was a funny meme that I saw of it said like, Hey, if you hear a knock at the door on Thanksgiving and everybody that you knew was supposed to be there is already inside. And it was like a woman uh, against the wall in her clothes are like wallpaper material and she's like blending into the wall. So you just see her face and she's trying to like hide out from the, like cops knocking at the door. Cause if you have more than 10 people, I think it's a $500 fine per person over 10. So it's like, you know, they're taking it serious and stuff, but my family is uh, having a real rough time with it. And I try to give them some slogans. I'm like, well, you know, as in the recovery community, like this works and uh, they're just really not having it. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to, just stay in my hula hoop as far as that goes. You know? I was talking to uh, an 81-year-old gentleman that I know from the neighborhood or whatever. He's a really good older guy that like is walks around. I usually see him when I'm at the coffee shop in the morning or whatever. And he was telling me how like his daughter up in New Jersey was getting mad at him for for like uh not going to think going up there for Thanksgiving this year. And he and his daughter was like, you've been doing it for the last 43 years, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I'd like to make it my 34th year next year. You know, yeah. and he's like, oh, that's a good point. You know, it's like no one likes the situation we're in. But part of our actions of not liking it and not paying attention to these guidelines is why we're still in it. You know, and it's 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 kind of you make the sacrifice now so that like next year everything can be back to normal. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. So leading into the holiday, that's where I'm at. And then uh, just a couple days ago, so this is actually I think coming out uh, on Thanksgiving on purpose. I recorded. I don't think I told you guys this. Another podcast that I do for my work. I recorded a 30 to 40 minute, uh, my side of things, not, no mudslinging, um, tell all as far as my divorce goes oh, of really? the first three days, uh, in the emotions that I had. And I think we talked about it here too. Like I went to magic kingdom and Epcot cause it was for my daughter's second birthday. We already had that planned three days afterwards and just how sad it was walking past the photographers on main street in magic kingdom and knowing that any pictures of the three of us to like, I was at first like, Oh yeah, well we'll go take pictures. It'll be great. And then just like the emotions completely 
like changing and just how sad it was. So, yeah. So I, for like 30 minutes, I told like my side of things and my emotions and, uh, felt really great after. So that has not been released yet. That's actually going to be released, I think on Thanksgiving. And I wanted to do that because of like the gratitude that I have, that this is the life that I have today, you know, and I very easily could not have this life in this perspective. You know, I tell some people that I, mean, I didn't miss a day of work uh, with everything in there. Like, really? Because some people's perspective is divorce is worse than death, you know, because the person's still there and they just choose to actually not want you in their life. It's a horrible you know? perspective. Death kind of like sucks. <laughs> yeah. But imagine people are actually still there. Friends that you've had for 10 plus years well, in know, your yeah. life. And they are choosing to actually cut you out. So they're making that decision instead of actually like higher power. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. It is. You, uh, yeah. But death is kind of permanent. You know? Well, they, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's better than like divorce. At least you're alive. And I do, you know what? I think they're, they're to each his own. You know, do I think it's, it's better? I think it's a different thing is what I think. Yeah, it but, but it, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was therapeutic anyway to actually put that out there. And I'm interested to see what happens. And I even addressed, like I said, hey, there's probably going to be people listening to this, maybe even, you know, uh, my ex. And, uh, you know, I wish her nothing but the best. So in the spirit of the holiday season, I'm glad that I have that perspective today. Um, yeah. And so that was it was kind of a busy week, <laughs> you know as it comes down to it. And uh, I think adding some joy in to what's going on, whether it's uh, anxiety, uh, maybe some, uh, you know, different ways that James is hanging out with his kids that he wasn't expecting. Um, or, you know, my, uh, my situation of who knows what actually traveling to Boston and back is going to actually be. I think joy is a good thing to jump into. So how'd you come up with that, Dennis? Well, after last episode, I thought like, wow, it's like Christmas time again. So we're going to have like, what, three or four episodes that are Christmas. And I was like, well, let's theme them Christmas, you know, that's that's my genius, you know. Mm. Wow. Um, and so like the two easiest ones that I could think of are joy and service, you know, like or and then one of them is Rudolph. But mm. I think joy is a good one especially with everything going on now and how different this holiday season is than like every other holiday season we've ever had, or at least that I've ever had. So that's pretty much it. It was that simple. Yeah. Is joy something that you're pretty easily able to uh, tap into James and be like before the program, or do you feel like that it, uh, you learned more when you came in? I definitely learned a, a lot more once I came in, you know, my um the joy i felt in in my life was it really wasn't there because you know i think about you know all the times in my life where i really felt you know overwhelming joy uh like when uh, you know my children were born i felt more fear than joy and you know i was still you know drinking and you know every every good situation every birthday party every birth was accompanied with the drink so you know i was cut off from that that real 
joy that I feel now because that was the only way I, I knew how to to be in the present moment was to to drink and to feel <clears throat> intoxicated. And um, it's sad, but, you know, it's, it's all I knew. So once um, I had uh, my spiritual encounter and uh, um, I was changed, um, you know, I started chasing down this new spiritual life uh, by every means I could. Uh, including AA, uh, spiritual mentors, church, Bible study, uh, pastors. You know, I, 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 to this day, I still um, am, am embracing this new spiritual life. And um, with it, I find great joy. Um, but the, the, the obsession to drink and drug has been uh, lifted. And... Um, you know, I, I tell you guys a lot that I start each morning with just gratitude. And then um, I listen to gospel music and and I'm just filled with uh, the joy. Whenever I go into work, I invite the Holy Spirit to go into my place of employment first and just clear out any negative air. And he does a pretty good job. And um, the joy I find now is really connecting to my higher power. Um, and through that, everything kind of trickles down. When I'm connected to God, I, I find joy in my marriage. I found joy in my uh, work. I found joy in my children. So much more than I ever have. And it's all because I'm connected to the higher power. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely different. And um, I believe that you're cut off from joy when you, uh, when you are drinking and drugging because it's a false sense of joy. And it's really a poison um, when you drink as much as I did. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. You know, what do you guys think? Nice. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. And when you're talking about, um, you know, the, your joy being cut off, I, we, we come from a point we are, we are alcoholics and alcoholism is a disease where you're the only one that can actually say if you're an alcoholic. You know, I think it says it's somewhere in the big book, somewhere in the, what, what page is that, Dennis? Oh, I don't know what page it is. <laughs> Dennis is agreeing, so I figured he had it down. I think it's more about alcoholism. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you're saying like, yeah, yeah, we, we were cut off. I mean, that's, that's, that's why this is the program that works for us. There's people that, that drink like fiends, but are not liars, cheats, and thieves. I don't understand them. You know, but I know there are people out there that are probably like that. And I'm glad that I know exactly what I am. And I am that real alcoholic. Day. And a liar and a cheat. Thank you. Okay. And we didn't need the last one. Um, <laughs> I, I know for a fact that I cannot put that in my body. And the um, whenever I meet anyone new, because like I said, the last several months of uh, kind of being in the dating scene, meeting new people, really just moving and going to different uh, meetings and, you know, going to a coffee shop in a different town and you strike up conversation and people find out I don't drink and they're, they're very fascinated with it. And they're like, well, you don't think you could just have one? And I'm like, no, today I could probably, yeah, maybe just have one. But there's no telling that in the future I couldn't have more. 
And I have joy today. And anybody that knows me for some time goes, oh, yeah, no, he knows like how to have a good time. He knows how to have have fun. And the reality was that I think the first, I don't know, couple years of my drinking, um, like I guess legal drinking, because I really didn't turn it on until I was 21. I probably 10 times or less had drinks before I turned 21. Then it was on. And during those years, I liked how I felt. And then it changed to where I felt like I needed it. And there was a switch that happened when I knew that I needed to drink and the people around me um, were not going to be okay with me drinking the way I did. So I would pregame and not tell them that I was drinking. So sneaking drinks that way, but my significant other knew. And then she was like, that's not normal. So then I had to hide from her. And every single time it was going down a road that was, I mean, it's not a joyous occasion to be pounding drinks in a parking lot of a supermarket and it snowing and being a terrible blizzard outside (laughs) and me being like, well, this is great. I can just take my, my beers before I drink them. And to keep them cold, I'll put them outside underneath my car. So I would take the bag and I would put it underneath. So I'd open my driver's side door. And and I'm not saying this to like, to br- I'm, I'm a real alcoholic. That was what joy looked like to me. Being by myself, listening to some sad ass Christmas music. And it was like, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think I talked about this. I was actually the first year in sobriety that i had so i quit drinking in september i was so i couldn't even listen to christmas music the first because it would i would romanticize that moment of it snowing in vermont and being in the parking lot sitting in the driver's seat and like that's what kind of sick joy that i got just isolating and being away and whenever i hear anybody go oh like the taste of it that it's like i'm glad i know that I didn't do it for the taste. I did it because what it actually got me out of, and that got me out of myself. And now uh, I feel like if I'm out of myself, unless I'm helping others, that's the only time I'm actually okay with it. But I like actually knowing that I'm good today uh, and not have to think about uh, myself, like just by going doing anything else. Like this podcast is great because yes, we are talking about our experience you know, the strength that we went through and hope that you actually get something out of it is the experience, strength and hope. Whenever somebody says that, like leading into telling their story, that's what I, I think I say, I hope that my higher power, um, and I say a little prayer before we record any episode. I don't know if you guys do, but I get so much joy out of, um, just being there. If somebody reaches out you know, uh, meeting and celebration. He goes, Oh, I heard that last episode, you know, work, 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 or, or whatever the topic was. Um, it's really great, you know, to, to be able to have that, but yeah, joy looked very different. Like I said, in, in the parking lot, in the car, knowing that I did not have much gas left. So I would, uh, you know, turn, uh, my car on, turn the heat on high, but also if a car in a parking lot is sitting there for an hour, It's like I couldn't leave the car on the entire time. So I'd put the heat on full blast and then keep the door shut 
So that way the heat would stay in and I would have my winter coat on. And I mean, I didn't, I wasn't homeless. I had a house. It's just, I felt like I couldn't drink at home. I had to drink in my car. And that's what joy, that's what terrible joy looked like before. And now I get to go anywhere. I get to do uh, anything I want within reason. I'm an alcoholic and uh, can actually experience some really cool moments that we've talked about in previous episodes um, of this. But it's funny how perspective changes. Dennis, how about you? I don't know what snow is. (laughs) (laughs) I've lived in Florida my whole life. It's when you lose cable. Oh, (laughs) sounds like hell on earth. (laughs) No, I saw snow twice in my life. It was kind of magical, but I'm not in a rush to see it again. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I think like when I was drinking, when things were still fun, you know, I was joyous. I think most of the time, but most of the time I was either high or drunk, you know? So it was like a false sense of joy. Cause then whenever I wasn't high or drunk, I was hungover or just miserable in the sense of like not having fun. You know, it's like, it was always something that you had to like chase and, and do something to, to, you know, not inspire it but trigger it you know Mm -hmm. like oh i'm having a bad day or whatever oh i'll get shitty toy drunk and then i'll have a blast and it'll be fun and like but you know obviously things got worse or whatever but um i don't know where i stand now joy is still something that eludes me as far as the core aspect of joy like like i can appreciate things you know i'm like i'm enjoying sitting out here on this bench looking at this beautiful lake and this nice weather and it's a little overcast it feels like a florida fall right now right and i can enjoy that and i'm grateful for it and everything else but i don't know if i can identify it as like joy is is it gratitude like is that the closest because i'm content yeah you know, um, but then I have moments of joy, you know, and to me, it's all it's always like a mix. So like, you know, when we were filming the film, right, like I had moments of joy, like that was fun. I was glad I was able to do it or whatever. But then there was this underlining feeling of anxiety or fear that goes along with it. But um, but I think that'll change. You know what I'm saying? I think that from the place that I was coming from, that was completely like where I hadn't laughed in a long time to the point now where I can have moments of joy. I think eventually that'll outweigh the rest of the crap. I think it just takes time. I'm just coming from a very deep, dark place, you know, with your Um, new sponsee. do Do you feel more joy when you work with others like that? Um, I don't know. Like, it might just be a a definition of joy where I'm getting, like, hung up and stuff. Like, I'm, like, with my current sponsee, like, I've known him for a long time. My last drink that I actually had 
was like he was there. I was hanging out with him. Um, and to see him come into the rooms. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> sorry, bicyclers are riding by. Um, but to see him come into the room, you know, one call me up and ask me for help. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to be there to like, okay, well, you have this problem. Well, try this out. And to see him come in and like take to it and like start making friends with my friends and like, you know, working on the steps and stuff, it, it gives me a sort of like a pride in a way, like I'm proud of him and I'm grateful that I was in such a situation that to be able to help him when he needed help. And so I guess there's some joy in that, you know, hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. J- James, do you, do you have a, uh, example of joy that you found in the, in the program? Like I just kind of put it on Dennis, like as far as like what he got out of, uh, maybe working with others as far as it, do you have uh, a moment you can share? Alexa, define joy. As a noun, joy is usually defined as the emotion of great delight and happiness caused by something exceptionally good, satisfying, keen pleasure, elation. As a verb, joy is usually defined as to feel joy. Are you getting all that? <laughs> no, James, define joy. Yeah, yeah, you should just do it. Just define it. <laughs> so... Uh, what does Alexa say? <laughs> she kept going on and on. And she lost. Uh, yeah, we don't need to use it as a verb, Alexa. <laughs> well, James, tell what's the definition of, of joy, James? I'm curious. Extreme happiness. An overall okay. sense oh. of ease and comfort. And um, for me, just knowing that everything is okay. Everything is just wonderful and has, as it should be, you know. In the room, but is that joy or is that is that like serenity? You asked my my um, definite. So yeah, well, and I'm continuing because Alexis was way too quiet and long. Yeah, and um, from you asked, um, you know, if I've with working with others, if I've found joy, and um, I don't know if I if I found like I actually yeah like. Because when I do um, work with uh, with others, um, the way I do it is I I read the big book with them, and um, I know that's long and tedious, but you know I, I I love you know talking with people and reading it, and then and then they ask me questions, and I I know the answers because you know I had the same questions, you know I found a, find a lot of joy, and then just people like like getting it and then just understanding what uh, this is all about. And then finally realizing that this is all just a spiritual program to get closer to God. And, um, you know, I find, find a lot of joy in, in reading the big book again and again, because, um, you know, I always find something new each time. Yeah. There was a, uh, thanks for sharing, James. <laughs> there was a moment that was uh, incredible. In our, in our home group, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, where uh, a good friend of mine's 
uh, nephew who was at the time only 19, maybe 20 years old uh, when I was in Vermont. He came in, I hit at the time, maybe a little over a year. Um, yeah, a little over a year, maybe 15 months sober. And he said, hey, my nephew's coming and it's, he's going to be living with me. It's going to be kind of like rough. I'm not asking you to sponsor him, but just like you're probably the youngest you know, closest in age at the time I was 30, 31, just turned 31. And he's like, so just if he has any questions. So I kind of like worked with him a little bit and I was, I was there for the first five months that he was in the program. And then after a year after that, he had moved to Boston. I had already at the time moved to Florida and we'd kept in touch and he kind of took whatever I did when I moved to Florida the year before and used some of those techniques about, you know, uh, making sure, yes, you go to a bunch of meetings, got a sponsor right away, you know, day two that he was in town, he got a sponsor and he reworked all the steps, even though at the time he'd already had a, over a year and a half in the rooms and just, Three weeks ago, he picked up five years sober and he uh, he like sent me a note and said, you know, thanks so much. And it's funny that people even that you don't necessarily sponsor, they're watching, you know, they're watching what's happening. And I, I did get a lot of joy. I didn't take um, any, oh, look what I did type thing. But I was grateful that I actually took some of the suggestions to actually share with somebody else. You know, I don't think you guys, or maybe you do realize, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think I realize that sometimes just showing up and being a constant, like how important that is for so many people, you know, that even if you're just there, it is like a warm blanket, somebody and maybe not even like sharing, you know, but like whether it's James, you the last eight months and we talked about you and T making sure that those 30 plus people that can't get to meetings or don't feel comfortable getting out are virtually okay every single day. And Dennis, since the rooms opened back up um, in person, is there almost at every single morning meeting, you know, unless you got to wait for the cable guy. Um, Cable guy. I still showed up to set up that day. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. So, like those things are really important, you know, just like showing up. And I think if you want some of the joy, like the last, I guess, bit of advice that I'll give. And if you guys have one last bit of advice as far as how to obtain joy, I would say if you want to be joyful, you have to show up. You have to show up to stuff. You can't just go to it. You actually have to show up and participate in some way, even if, you're feeling off that day going and putting a smile on your face uh, towards a stranger holding a door, just uh, actually being a part of it. I think that's where I've found the most joy. Dennis, as far as joy goes, go. If you want joy, do not go see buddy games in the movie. Okay. You're back to that again. But, uh, I don't know. For me, I think it, it, you know, it goes back to gratitude in a way where I have to like appreciate the little things in life. 
And the more I focus on those things, like the good things, the more I can appreciate those moments of joy, you know? And you mentioned like people picking up a year or whatever, like that you've worked with and stuff. Is I get happy like anytime that I see someone pick up a year, you know, like not to name any names or whatever, but this week someone picked up a year and he's been around that I've seen for like a couple of years. But when he picked up the year, it's his first time ever picking up a year. But he said he's been working on it for like 12 years or something like that. And it's like when I see someone like accomplish that, because I know how much of a struggle that is, you know, and how hard that can be and like how much it means to them. It's like, I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. I'm always happy about that. And I think that's another like little secret I stumbled on is, is, you can find joy in other people's joy, you know, and like something that makes them completely happy. You know, I'm happy that they're happy, which is, which is a good thing. But I think that the little things, if you can appreciate, you know, peanut butter ice cream, Mm. then you can parlay that appreciation to the next Minecraft release and parlay that into someone accomplishing a milestone in their life and parlay that into all the other life joyness, I guess. Mm. Parlay. Parlay. That's the, that's the parlay is the word of the day. Uh, James, James, why don't you, why don't you close it up? I can last bit of advice. Thanks Mike. I can always tell when, um, Dennis is in joy because he, his left eye starts to twitch and he cracks a little smile. Is that true? <laughs> yes, indeed, Dennis. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, by, um, you know, to stay in joy for me is to stay in gratitude. Dennis touched on that. Um, definitely to be grateful for what you have. Um, and a lot of it's trying not to, um, you know, stay in the present moment, enjoy the journey. Um, set goals with intentions of, of meeting those goals, but don't live um, for the goal, if you know what I mean. You got to really enjoy what you're doing um, and try not to worry about the future uh, or think about the past too much because, um, you know, that, that doesn't really help. And um, stay close to God, you know, pray, pray often, pray a lot, pray for others. Um, you know, self affirmations. Um, you are, we are all, you know, divinely created to enjoy this beautiful world. So, so just start enjoying it right here now. Make the decision, you know, in this moment, and keep doing that, and then you'll find joy. That's what I got. Thanks. That's nice. That's nice. What do you think, Dennis? That's good, right? Does that work? Is all right. Is yeah. it eye? We're right. He is a he is a joy suck. <laughs> My eye won't start twitching. Yeah. Well, I let's it was all the let's duck out of here. So the, yeah, amphetamines. That's <laughs> I I don't take amphetamines. Yeah, I know it, it was it was a joke. I, well, it was the audience joke. might not. Yeah, well, not all of them. Uh, we will be back next Thursday, sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode sixty-five. 
And we're the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember? I've got happy, joy, happy, joy, joy, joy. Happy, yeah. happy, joy, joy. And how about this? <laughs> how about this? Enjoy the journey. And we'll see you next time. Woohoo!